gonna keep it in the first key. I'm gonna keep it in the in the low key. Yeah. Okay, let's go over to a verse of older blood. You ain't gonna have no words for these. We doing special music. Yeah.
Lord, we just say thank you for bringing us together today. We thank you for another worship service. God, we ask you to bless all of us as we serve you this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Good morning, New Life at Calvary. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see everybody's out today. What do we say on Sunday mornings? This is the day the Lord has made. So what are we going to do? Rejoice. What are we going to do? Rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. So I'm so happy to see everybody out for church this morning. It is a wonderful day in Cleveland, Ohio. We are just so happy to have you all online and in our worship service. We still have some people coming in, and we are just so glad to have everybody out. We got some guests here today. We're going to welcome all of our guests and our visitors. We got people still coming on online. Hello to everybody coming online. And we are about to begin our worship service with a prayer. Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you, God, that you are with us right now. Thank you, Lord, that you are hearing our prayers and you, you have called us to come and worship you this morning. Lord, we say thank you for waking us up, giving us a mind to seek your face, giving us wisdom to seek your, your knowledge, Lord. So we just say thank you, Lord, for just being our father and lord thank you for just being um being a friend to us in hard times lord we thank you god that you have something good in store for us today in our worship service we thank you lord that um your son jesus died for us to give us everlasting life here on earth and and after we leave this place lord 
We're coming to you in our worship service today. We're asking you, God, for your Holy Spirit because our church would be nothing without you. None, nobody on earth would be anything without you. So we ask you, come on in, Holy Spirit. Come on in, Holy Spirit. We need your presence today. We need you. We need to hear a word from you. We need some healing today. Somebody needs to be encouraged today. Somebody needs hope and faith today. So we just say thank you, God, that you are in you are with us. You hear us up on high on your holy mountain, God. We know that prayer is very important to you. So we just say thank you, God. Good morning, Lord. Give us a good plan for us today, God, as we come in and just give you the first part of our time for today and this week. We give you the first part of our offerings, our talents, Lord. And we are just so thankful. We're giving you back just a portion of every single thing that you've given to us, our lives, our children, our homes our everything, Lord. You are our everything, God. And we're just praying for those that are unsaved loved ones, those that need to know Jesus Christ, that doesn't have a mind to come and seek your face right now. Not just here in, in our church, Lord, but all around the world. We're praying for our loved ones to just get back to you, to get back to Christ, to get back to just being loved, to feeling the love of Christ in the church, God. Help us to be encouraging as we go out this week and spread the love of Christ. And then as we come here, fill us up, Holy Spirit. Fill up our minds and our spirit. Help us to be sold out, truly sold out for you this week. Not just on Sunday mornings, but Sunday evenings and on Wednesday nights when we get sick or tired of people, Lord. And we just need to seek your face all this week, Lord. Let your spirit just reside in us this whole week and keep us strong. Give us Holy Ghost power as we come to you for your Holy Ghost power right now, Lord. We say thank you that you supernaturally fill us up more than anything on this earth, God. You are our friend, our peace, God. And we're praying for those that need peace. We're praying for our sick and shut and that's not able to watch. Give them a refreshing word today wherever they are. Give those that are lost souls a refreshing word, Lord. Lead our unsaved loved ones to you right now in Jesus' name because they need you, Lord. They need to hear a word too. So as we come and we open up our worship service, God, we just say thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Welcome again, everybody, to New Life at Calvary. We are so glad to have you. I'll tell your neighbor, mighty glad you made it to church this morning. Take your other neighbor. Mighty glad you made the church this morning. <laughs> Welcome everybody online again. Welcome everybody in our worship service that is still coming in. Our visitors and our friends and our members and supporters, a warm greeting of God's blessing is extended to you this day. To our visitors, if you are passing through, we pray that your journey may be safe. We do have a visitor's card out in the lobby that we would like for you to fill out. And so we can have an opportunity to get to know you, so we can get to pray for you and reach out to you. If you're online and you want to get connected, download our app, click on the about links and click on the guest card, prayer card. So you can type a, a chat in our Facebook webpage. Give us a like, give us a share, comment so that you can mark your attendance for our online members. Is somebody ready to give God a praise this morning? Today. Hallelujah. So if you're able, 
we ask you to stand to your feet, wherever you are, if you're at home or if you're at church, and we're going to sing with the praise team and the praise band, Glory to His Name.
Thank you so much. Praise band, praise team. We are so happy to have you all coming to worship again today. And it is the first Sunday of August, so we are going to go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you for another Lord's Day. Thank you for this first Sunday in August, God. Thank you for all the months that you have brought us through. This year, you have brought us safe, God. You have given us joy and encouragement, Lord, even in tough times. Lord, we are so grateful for you, Lord. And we are just thankful, God, for everything that you have coming up in this August month, Lord. We are just thankful for being able to serve at the church, being able to work, but we are also grateful for rest, Lord. So we ask you, Lord, as we have like a rest here at our church, we ask you, God, to just bless us in our rest, refuel us, and fill us back up for September, Lord. We are praying, God, for all of our ministries around the church. We're praying for our, our sick and our shut-in, Lord. We pray that you keep them wherever they are in hope and peace and in faith. We're praying for their nurses. We're praying for their aides. We're praying for the doctors for wisdom, Lord. We're praying for their family members and caregivers, Lord, their friends. We ask you to encourage them, Lord. Feed them with your spirit. Feed them with the word of righteousness, God. And we just ask you, Lord, that if they can't get to some kind of worship service, help them to worship in their room. Help them to bring somebody by with an encouraging word, Lord. We just say thank you, Lord, for our ministries and helping us to go out and minister to those sick and shut in, God. Just whether it's a card or phone call or even an in-person visit, God. So bless us on our way as we continue to visit the sick and the shut in as you called us to do. Lord, we are praying for those that are in prison today day, incarcerated, Lord. We are praying that you keep them in hope as well, Lord. Help them to stay on the right path leading towards you, the, tr the, the path of truth, God. Encourage them right where they are and move negative influences out of their way. We say thank you, Lord, for Bill Glass Ministries, Lord, and continue to use Bill Glass Ministries to save the, the lost souls, Lord, and to encourage and to uplift. Continue to bless their ministry, Lord. Continue to bless our prison ministry here at New Life at Calvary, God. We just say thank you that we're able to give back. Thank you that we're able to go and visit. Thank you for helping us to partner with Bay and Bridge Presbyterian Churches, Lord, and we're praying for other prison ministries around the world today, that you strengthen them, God, and help them to feed their prisoners also as well with the word of truth, God, and knowledge and wisdom, and strengthen them in the, in the Holy Spirit, Lord. 
We're praying, Lord, for our African Rotulu home. Lord, we continue to um, ask you to bless our efforts as we send out money out to bless them um, and their finances, God. And as they start school, Lord, we ask you to encourage them and raise up a mighty warrior, Lord, in faith, in Christ, in you, Lord. And also for our children here in New Life at Calvary, raise up some future leaders in our children, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are protecting them as they go back to school. We're praying for our school supplies as they come in, God. We just say thank you um, for just providing when we don't even see a way, Lord, for parents and um, caregivers and um, guardians. Lord, strengthen them as well and our teachers. Continue to strengthen them as the summer comes to an end. Lord, we ask you for new innovative ideas for school. We ask you, God, for no deaths. We ask you to do a miracle, Lord. We don't want to see any deaths this year, this school year, Lord. We don't want to go to another funeral. Lord, we just say protect our kids this year. Protect our Cleveland schools, Lord. Protect our schools around the world. We ask you to, for less violence in our school district this year. God, and we just pray for our new CEO in Cleveland. Lord, give him the wisdom and Holy Ghost power also as well to lead um, our Cleveland schools, Lord. Lord, we are praying for our ministries here at our church. We pray for our elders. We pray for our deacons. We pray for our lay pastors. I pray for me and Pastor Kelly, Lord. We're praying for all of our pastors, Lord, that have helped in this church, God, and around the world. We ask you to strengthen us in you so that we can do the work that you called us to do, God, so that we can be your hands and your feet, God, and even just the members of this church help us to just go out and do our part, Lord, to be the light in the world, to be salt in the world, but not of the world, Lord, and help us to make a difference. Let somebody know that Jesus Christ is alive in us, God. Help us to lead somebody else to Jesus Christ this week, God, and in our daily activities in our lives, Lord. We're just praying for a, a, a safe rest of the summer, Lord. We're praying for just good plans, God. Honor, honor us, Lord, because we are honoring you. We come to you, and we give you the first of everything, Lord. So we just say thank you for the plans that you have for us. It says Jeremiah 29, 11, for you know the plans that we have for us, plans for good and not evil, to give us a hope in the future. So in all these things we ask that you bless us, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And we're going to ask you to stand and we're going to recite our church purpose statement. In response to God's love, our purpose is to love others, teach the word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, I will invite others to come and join me in worship. I will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Amen. Amen. We're going to have Reginald come up with the scripture.
Good morning, family. My brothers and sisters in Christ, praise the Lord this morning. Glory, hallelujah. Our scripture reading is going to be Isaiah 54, verses 9 through 10. That's where we're going to start at in the Old Testament. Isaiah 54, verse 9 through 10. To me, this is like the days of Noah, when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed. You, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Afflicted city, lashed by storms and not comforted, I will rebuild you with stones of turquoise, your foundation, lazuli, lazuli. I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of sparkling jewels, and all your walls of precious stones. Glory, hallelujah. The New Testament reading is going to be from Luke 12, verses 22 through 26. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very thing, why do you worry about the rest? Let us not worry. That's a commandment, ain't it? Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Reginald. Praise God, everybody. Hallelujah. Can anyone tell me what time it is? And what do we say? Hallelujah. It is so good to be able to give back to God in the form of our tithes and offerings. Amen. Has God been good to you at all? <laughs> at all this week, this month? Praise God. Today, has God been good to you today? Saints, it is the first Sunday of August. Praise God. And on this first Sunday, we are asking that if you are able to give to our deacons, praise God, our deacons ministry goes to support those that are in need, those that are in a crisis, those that are uh, dealing with the loss of a family member through death. And so our deacons truly serve our community, and we want to be able to help our community as well as our members. So if you're able, please give to the deacons. As our ushers come forward, let us bow our head in prayer. Okay. Gracious and holy God, you have been so good to us, and we cannot say thank you enough for all that you do and so much more. 
we can just think briefly, Lord Jesus, on how you have met us exactly where we needed you to meet us. You have made sure that we have had food to eat, clothing to wear, a way to get to and from. You have made sure, Holy Spirit, that we have had all that we need in our homes and in our places of work, in our schools, Lord Jesus. And, and Lord, and even though there may be times when we don't feel like we have enough, Lord, you supply more than we could ever need or imagine. Holy Spirit, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the ways that you provide for us. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would bless these, your tithes and offerings, Lord. These are your offerings, Lord Jesus. And we pray that you would bless these offerings and multiply these offerings and use these offerings, Lord, to continue your church and your work, Holy Spirit. And we say thank you, and we honor you, and we glorify your name. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. At this time, while our ushers are uh, starting to collect the offering, those in the nursery and youth church can be dismissed down the far right aisle, please. For those that are joining us online, we have several easy ways for you to participate in the offering today. You can go right now to nlac.tv and establish your online website giving account. If you'd like to use Cash App, go ahead, put that dollar sign in, the number two, NLAC, and you know your offering comes right to us. Saints, for those that like to mail in or drop off your offering, our address is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. That address again is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. Thank you again for participating in the offering, and we will now be blessed and sung by our praise team singing, Oh, the Blood.
beautiful song. You know, Barbara was walking in the door and she shared a testimony with me. Barbara, is it okay if I share your testimony? Where you at? Is it okay if I share? You all know, um, sadly, in it was in July, uh, we had shared that Pastor Keon's brother was in a car accident and his name was Lavelle and he passed away. Well, in that car, Lavelle's girlfriend, fiance, was in that car uh, with him, and she was horribly injured to the point where they were saying that uh, she might be paralyzed. But we've been praying, and it's power in the blood. And Barbara came in this morning and said her granddaughter Shaylee's legs were moving. It's power in the blood. It's power in the blood. You can't tell Jesus what Jesus can do. The doctors may say one thing, my friends, but God is our healer. God is our healer. He restores us, amen. And even if he doesn't restore us, he's still our healer, amen. He's still our healer. So we praise God for Shaylee, and we're going to keep praying for you, Barbara, her, and her, and your family, because this has not been an easy situation, amen. She went to work and was coming home. All she had to do was get home, and this accident changed her life. But God, God is faithful. God is real. God will restore. So, saints, uh, you all would join me in your, you look in your program, your bulletin, there's a sermon outline for you to follow along with me. And I just wanted to point out that we finished soul care, amen, praise God. So now we're going right into triggered, and it's called triggered, dealing with anxiety. And 
And I want us to be prepared because today we're going to be talking about the world is scary, but God is with you, right? The world is scary, but God is with you. Next week, what's the title for next week? When we are weak, he is strong, praise God. And all the way, this time we really are flying in, all the way from Germany, praise God. Pastor Mike is going to be blessing us, and he's going to be part of our sermon series this time. He's going to be bringing the message. And then what's number three? Carrying the weight of the world, praise God. And Pastor Antonio is going to deliver that message. And then what's number four? God is our refuge and our strength, and lay pastor Reginald Woods is going to close out our series. And I'm sharing that information ahead of time because the last two weeks of August, I will be taking a little bit of downtime. So I want you all to still come. Say, still come to church. <laughs> You're going to be blessed, amen. And I also, in your bullets, is like, Pastor Kelly, like, you're giving us a lot of information, amen. But I want to make sure y'all know, you all have been invited. Say to your neighbor, you're invited. What's coming up in September, you all? Our 10th year anniversary, praise God, as a merged church. Now, we all know that this church, we carry the history of 143 years of Calvary, and then Glenville New Life had 50 years, praise God. So, but together as our newly merged church, we have a 10-year anniversary. And I want you all to look on that one side. Look who's all going to be preaching in the month of September, praise God. Pastor Rick is going to be back. Pastor Toby's going to be back. Our Pastor Emeritus. And so we just have a lot of exciting things coming up, and I want you all to be getting ready for it and to know about it. So, but for today, we're dealing with the hard topic of triggered anxiety. So before we continue, let us take a moment to pray. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, for who you are in our lives. We especially thank you, Lord, for Shaylee and for the testimony, Lord, that Barbara brought in this door today, Lord. We thank you for her healing. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would continue to heal her body, Lord. Make it so, Lord, that we would all see a miracle, Lord. We can't wait to see her walk through the doors again, Lord, of this church and walk around the neighborhood and the community, Lord Jesus. And we're praying that you would heal her. As we go deep into your word today, Lord, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would dig deep, Lord, in the areas of our worries, our stresses, our triggers, and help us to find healing in your word. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. So you all have heard the word triggered before, haven't you? Has anybody been triggered by something? <laughs> We all have been triggered. We may not think about it. I was in a car accident many years ago, and the person behind me rammed so hard into the backside of the car that from that point forward, I'm always looking in my rearview mirror when I'm slowing down because I have a trigger when I hit that brake. Like, is somebody behind me about to do something crazy that I don't know about? So that's one of my triggers. What's, does anybody have a trigger that you would like to share? We need some microphones. <laughs> anybody got a trigger, Sharon? Okay. I'll give her my mic for a So a few years ago, I was on my way to work down at the arena, and we park in Tower City. 
So when I was walking up on the platform to go through the door, and I still actually have the pictures, this has probably been about five or six years ago, but there was a piece of rebar that was sticking out of the concrete. Something had been sitting on it, they never shaved it down. I walked, tripped, and fell. I had just recently had my knees replaced. And I flipped over because my hips started hurting. There was a person in front of me that was opening the door before I got there, so he was a witness. There was a guy that was behind me, and then there was a couple that was in the car, and they stopped immediately. It wasn't funny then, but it's funny now. They hopped out of the car. So every time I go to that parking lot, now they've cut the rebar down, but every time I go and step up on that platform, I'm thinking, oh, Lord, please don't let me fall. <laughs> Praise God. That sounds very scary. Anybody else want to share a time when something that happened that triggers you? Oh, Alexis. I, I'm close to Pearly. I'll go over. <laughs> hey, everybody. So I'm a young mother, right? And uh, a trigger for me is talking back. Okay, I think it should be a trigger for all <laughs> that, that take the respect, right? So one thing that me and my daughter do when she talk back, and uh, I, I make this face, right? And she do these blinking eyes. She go like this. <laughs> if anybody can see me, it's like, it's like she be looking at me like she looking through me like she don't know what I'm saying, okay? So it kind of triggers a, 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 a mother instant in me that be like, girl, if you don't stop blinking them eyes, <laughs> I might have a problem today. Okay, so that, that, that's one of the issues that I have with my baby. She, she, she got that little ghost there. It be like, like whenever I get on her, it be like, and I'm, I'm learning, I'm still young. So, you know, I have to take back and think about myself and my meditation, but that's a trigger for me. <laughs> I think a lot of parents and grandparents, we could all know we triggered when our kids look a certain way or, you know, they give us that. Did you just smack your lips? Like, <laughs> did I, did I, you know, your hand be, <laughs> it's like it's about to come. <laughs> Was one more? Is one more person that would like to share a trigger? Wait, hold on, hold on, Cindy. That same sound that you just made, it started with the 19-year-old when he was little, and every single boy after him. So every time he, somebody, one of them makes that sound, Morris says, "There they go." There they go. It came from Ray, and now Ray has grown, and it's like it doesn't matter. Every single one of them. And now Royal is only five, and he makes that noise. And Morris looks at him, he says, boy, don't make that noise around me no more. <laughs> so it's interesting. It can be a noise. It can be an experience. It can even be a smell. Some of us are even triggered by smells. You know, a trigger is when we have to deal with our anxiety. And anxiety is a daily and personal struggle for many people. Tell your neighbor, you have anxiety. But guess what? The Bible is not silent about anxiety and our triggers. 
every single human on the face of the planet will encounter an anxiety at some point in their life. Because that's what a trigger truly is. A trigger is coming from an anxiety. Something is about to happen. You feel something is about to happen. You may not know what it is, but you know something's about to happen. Anxiety is actually useful. It's actually a good thing sometimes because anxiety is a warning. Our triggers are a warning that something is changing in the atmosphere and we need to pay attention. Tell your neighbor, pay attention. You see, anxiety is the mind and body's reaction to stressful and dangerous or unfamiliar situations. Even sometimes with our children, when, when they're doing things that are out of the ordinary, you're like, what's going on and why are you behaving like that? It's a sense of uneasiness, a distress or dread that we can sometimes feel. And that trigger comes because we had an experience. Triggers come from an experience, a flashback, a memory. Something has happened in your past or your near past that is causing you to feel a certain kind of way. Every single one of us experience these feelings of being overwhelmed, sad, or sometimes we can even feel sheer panic. Has anyone ever felt so triggered that you feel like you're having a panic attack? Praise God, some people in this room. The world is scary. Let's just be clear about that. The world is scary. And if you still believe the world is a safe place, I'm going to have you have a conversation with my husband. He will dispel any notion. If you know any police officer, if you know anybody that's been in the military that's actually served in war, the world is a scary place. We think people have our best interests in heart most of the time, but most of the time they do not. The world is scary, but what's more important, God is with us. Say with me, God is with me. God is with us every single moment of our lives. And even though we know that every single one of us will experience anxiety, stress, feelings of being overwhelmed, and tension, what's good for us is to talk about it. Tell your neighbor, talk about it. How many of us struggle with talking to people? about the real stuff. Some of y'all can chat all day long. <laughs> but how many of us struggle with really telling somebody how you truly feel? That you're scared, that you're nervous, that you're feeling anxious. Sharing those feelings can make us feel a little ashamed. Like, I'm not supposed to tell anybody because we think we feel weak when we share our vulnerabilities. But every single one of us have experienced fear and sadness and anxiety. We all have these feelings, so we got to talk about it. Tell your neighbor, talk about it. Talk about it. And I want you to know that sometimes we think having these feelings is almost a lack of faith. It's almost saying, like, if I have these feelings, I must not believe in God. Well, that's a myth. Tell your neighbor, that's a myth. That is a myth. Having anxiety does not mean you don't believe in God or you have a less faith. It all means you trust in God. I'm going to trust God with my feelings. I'm going to trust God with my anxieties. Life is scary and unpredictable. So many things are beyond our control. How many of y'all have been keeping up with the news lately? Anybody feeling triggered? <laughs> I feel triggered. 
I know that every single one of us have different political viewpoints. And this is not a political message at all. But when they came out with this announcement about Donald Trump, I felt triggered in so many ways. But I think you all may not realize where my trigger comes from. My trigger comes from, if you think back to the election cycle that was happening before Donald Trump became president, do y'all remember that? How stressful it was. It was like so many people were divided. You either supported Trump or you didn't support Trump. And normally that wouldn't have been a big deal because we've all been through elections before, haven't we? Never has it been a big deal. But some kind of way that election season broke people apart. People stopped talking to family. Whole families stopped talking to each other, y'all. Folks left their churches. This is real. Folks said, I'm not being part of your church no more because of your views about Donald Trump. People left churches. Couples got divorced. I mean it. People, husbands and wives got divorced because one supported Trump and the other did not support Trump. And so I was like, how did one man or one person cause so much division in our world? It was a lot of division. And now here we go. We up again. Trump hasn't been president for I don't know what is three years now and yet he is still dominating the news. We are still talking about Donald Trump. I would like to go back and talk about Barack Obama. I don't know about y'all. I would like to talk about, you know, uh, Clinton. He was pretty decent. I mean, we should be talking about Carter too. He's still alive. But the one that gets the most attention is Donald Trump, and it's triggering. Why is it triggering for me? Because I don't want to see more division in our country. I don't want to see more division in our world. I don't want to see more division in our families, in the church. It is scary what is happening in the United States. If you don't believe one thing or another thing, you are just cut completely isolated, and it does not make sense at all, right? So again, life is scary, it's uncontrollable, it's unpredictable, so much lies out of our control, but we have to learn to see God. Say, learn to see God. Learn to see God in the midst of chaos, because that's what we're dealing with, it's chaos. The enemy is quite busy making sure we keep up the chaos so we can't focus on the cross. Find the cross in the midst of the chaos. There are so many things causing national anxiety. I mean, it's a war happening in Ukraine. We have all the stuff with our presidents. I don't know what is happening in Africa, but something's happening on that continent. We don't even get the news about it, do we? Things are happening all over the world, but things are also happening close to home. Folks are struggling to have jobs. Folks are struggling to have a real paycheck. Folks are struggling to complete house repairs. Terrence told me the other day, we got a hole in our roof. I said, we got a what? A hole in our roof? You mean like the one at the church? <laughs> 
How we gonna have a hole in the roof at the church and at home? God is funny. <laughs> You're gonna have to figure out how to fix your hole in your roof at home too, Pastor Kelly. We have stresses and anxiety with our health. So many people are in the hospital. So many people are dealing with high blood pressure and diabetes and, and different illnesses. We are still dealing with COVID. That's a trigger for all of us, amen? Somebody sneeze around you, what you do? <laughs> I can't be close to nobody sneezing. You might have the COVID, <laughs> that's a trigger. Young people are triggered. Young people are triggered by us as adults. They, they think we have lost our minds. And like Alexis, oh, don't be clapping. <laughs> like Alexis was saying, our kids trigger us, right? They, say, they can say the simplest thing. Ma, I want to go to my friend's house. What you going to your friend's house for? Who at your friend's house? What you going to do at your friend's house? <laughs> We are living in tough times, and our scripture talks about the prophet Isaiah. And the prophet Isaiah, just like us, he lived during tough times. I want you all to think about it. When we talk about the kings in the Bible, who was the first king of Israel? Do y'all remember? Saul, King Saul. Who was after Saul? David. Who was after David? Solomon. Y'all some smart people. Who was after Solomon? Look, Pastor Antonio, like, that's when we go to 1 Kings, 2 Kings. <laughs> it get real fuzzy, right? Why does it get fuzzy? It gets fuzzy because after Solomon, it was massive division in the kingdom. This division that we're experiencing in America, this is not new. The Republicans and the Democrats and the Independents, this is not new. Because in the Bible, Israel got so broken that the first, remember it was 12 tribes of Israel, y'all? Well, 10 of them said, we're not talking to the other two. The 10 was in the Northern Kingdom and the two were in the Southern Kingdom. And both of them had their own kings. Both of them had their own laws. Both of them, they had their own way of life. But all of them were the same people. They all came from Israel, right? They all were the children of God. So this division that we're experiencing is not new. So when Isaiah was a prophet, he's in the midst of the chaos. He's in the midst of the struggle. And by the time we get to Isaiah's story, Isaiah lived long enough to go through four kings. Four kings. How many of you all have lived through at least four presidents? <laughs> Some of us have lived longer, amen? Like, who, who, who remembers that you vote for Carter? All right. Who, who was before Carter? Was that Nixon? Ford? Who voted for Ford? Who was before Ford? Who voted for Nixon? Uh-oh. <laughs> Anybody remember who was before Nixon? Who? Kennedy? Who voted? Anybody in here vote for Kennedy? Jo oh, Johnson. But he, he didn't really get voted in. Yeah. 
Johnson, Kennedy. Who was before Kennedy? Eisenhower. Did anybody vote for Eisenhower? Do you all know? <laughs> Do you all know some of our people? <laughs> I still remember talking to Miss Davis, Evelyn Davis, and she talked about voting for Eisenhower. <laughs> So sometimes when we can feel stress in politics, we can feel the stress in the world, focus on the cross in the midst of the chaos. Leaders come and go. Isaiah had to work through four different kings. Some of those kings were wonderful kings, and one of those kings was the worst king that they had ever seen. We can think about that now. Some of us think nostalgically, you know, Carter was a good president. Yeah, Clinton, when Clinton, we ain't had no, um, the budget. Remember when Clinton was president, y'all? We didn't have a national debt. He got rid of all the debt. Then we had the Bushes in there. They was pretty decent. Everybody looks good compared to Trump. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but you know, you can think back, but if you remember, all of those presidents came with their own set of tension, didn't they? Every single one of them came with a tension. And I know you're thinking, Pastor Kelly, why are we talking about this? Because I need us to get ready. Tell your neighbor, get ready. We are entering another election cycle, aren't we? Have you all already voted? Anybody vote? Okay, that means the rest of y'all got some work to do. It's a vote on August 8th. Go vote. But you see, all of this tension and anxiety that we are experiencing, God is still saying leaders are going to come and go. They're going to rise and fall, but God will always be God. No matter what. No matter what. So Isaiah is living through a time, and it says that these times reminded him of the days of Noah. So the days of Isaiah got so bad that Isaiah was triggered and said, this reminds me of Noah, y'all. What was Noah's life like? Anybody remember what Noah's, what was Noah, what was going on with Noah? The floods, but why did God send the floods? because the humans were so bad. Life was so awful during the time of Noah that Isaiah felt triggered. Isaiah wasn't any, even alive during the time of Noah. Isaiah felt triggered like, what I'm experiencing is so bad, it's like the times and the days of Noah. Let's look at this scripture, saints. This um, Isaiah is from our scripture reading today. And we're going to look at the book of Isaiah, and it's chapter 54, and we're going to go to verse 9. Let's read this together. To me, this is like the days of Noah, when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. Let's keep going. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, Yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. 
You see, Isaiah, as a prophet, he had got a word from the Lord. Him and the Lord are having a talk in that prayer time. Remember last week we talked about the importance of prayer. They're having this discussion and they're reminiscing that this is the days of Noah. It has gotten so bad. How many of you all feel like this is the worst time ever on our planet? Anybody feel like you're living in the end days and the end times? You have to. Every single day, somebody is being killed. Every single day, somebody, we hear a story of somebody being raped, children being killed. This story, this woman, um, what's her name, Imani? I think her name is Imani. Please forgive me if I'm getting that wrong. She was at her mother's house on a Sunday having dinner, left to go home, walking through the neighborhood to get home. She went missing. They just arrested her husband for her death. We have to feel like we're living in the end times because brother is turning against brother, sister against sister, husbands against wives, wives against husbands. It's a nightmare, isn't it? So Isaiah is having this discussion with the Lord, and he said, to me, this is like the days of Noah. And it got so bad that God said he just wiped everybody out. But God loves us so much that he made a promise. I'm never going to do that to y'all again. As bad and evil as y'all can get, I'm not going to wipe y'all out. And he made a covenant with us. Say covenant. That's why we covenant partners at New Life at Calvary and not members, amen? He made this covenant with them because he said, I have an unfailing love for you and I care for you and he's going to get us through the bad times. Tell your neighbor, you're going to get through. How do you think Isaiah felt watching his nation that he loved separate and divide? He probably felt the same way we feel. We're divided right now. People, but we've always been divided. This is not new. It's just the current division. Division comes from sin. Say that with me. Division comes from sin. And it's not one side is more sinful than the other side. Both sides are sinners. Because why? Because we're all sinners in need of a savior. That's why. We're all sinners. And so think about your house right now. Sometimes us as parents, we can get on that high, lofty, you know, up high and look down on our children. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> I, I can't say that when my mother is around. I'll be looking at my kids, I'll be like, I cannot believe you did that. And my mother like, um, <laughs> Did you, did you forget something? <laughs> did you forget that you did that and more when you was a teenager? <laughs> See, I'm my mother's trigger. <laughs> we can get all high and mighty when we're in our homes, right? We look at our husbands, us as wives, and like, oh, I just can't believe you did that today. And then they look back at us, but remember when you did what you did? Because <laughs> we're all sinners. All of us are broken. All of us have done something wrong. And so this tension that we can feel, these triggers that we can feel sometimes, we have to work together. Tell your neighbor, work together. Because God does not ignore the pain of his people. God cares about us. 
Jesus suffered. Say suffered. Jesus suffered. And I know we shared some lighthearted triggers. You know, we talked about the kids and how they can, you know, roll their eyes and, you know, you know wave their head. And we talked about the fall because all of us nervous about falling, right? But there are some more deeper triggers. Like some of you have lived through war. It's called PST, what is it? PSTD. <laughs> PST. PTSD. I'm getting my letters mixed up. So if you've been in war, anybody been in war? All right, praise God. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Part of a, a service member when they come home is to regroup, right? Because they've been through war. So when they hear certain sounds, like boom, that's a trigger, right? That's a serious trigger. They don't trust nobody. <laughs> All of us, the enemy. <laughs> they like, look, when we was over where we was at, the little kid would come out and have a bomb on their back, or the senior citizen would come out and have a bomb on their back. We don't trust anybody. It's very serious triggers that people are facing. And I'm talking about people who are in war, but there are people who have experienced violent, violent abuse. I mean, to the point where maybe a gun was put in your face, or maybe you were punched so badly that you were like a pulp, you were beaten to a pulp. And so now, you know, somebody come near to you, you like, you jumping. Then there's all kind of sexual abuse that causes triggers, right? Those are the hard ones to talk about. You know, and I've shared with you all in, in past messages that as a kid, I grew up and a lot of inappropriate things happened in my life. And I don't need to give you all the details, but you know, it was inappropriate. And so I remember when Terrence and I first got married and uh, he just loves coming up behind me and holding me like I'd be washing dishes and he'd come up behind me. And then the first time he tried that, I was like, what you doing? <laughs> Sorry, y'all. It's funny now, but it wasn't funny then. Because <laughs> I was so triggered by something that had happened in my past that I had not healed from that now is affecting my present. And you see, that's why God wants us to heal. Because I remember Terrence saying, Kelly, look, I, I didn't cause any of that pain. I never did anything to you. And I had to think about that, like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I didn't know you back in the 80s. And so how do we begin to heal from these triggers? How do we be able to let them go so that when someone comes up to you to touch you and hold you and hug you, you feel safe and secure? Or if you hear that loud noise, you're like, oh, that was just somebody's car. How do we begin to heal? We go back to Jesus in that moment of suffering. Our suffering has a place in our lives, my friends. None of us want to suffer, do we? But your suffering has a point to help us to lean more on Jesus. Tell your neighbor, it's time to lean on Jesus. To lean on Jesus. Our suffering has a point in saying Jesus wants us to know that we are not in control. Who is ultimately in control? God is in control. 
I want us to look at our New Testament reading. This is uh, the book of Luke. And uh, if you can pull that one up for me, the book of Luke, and it's chapter 12. Here we go. Now I've got to find it with you all. This is a bit, okay, beginning at verse 22. If you all can put that up for me, is that up? Okay. Then, let's read this together. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than the birds. Here is the sentence. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Staying in worry does not lengthen your life. It actually decreases your life. It shortens your life because you're so worried all the time. When worries of the world rise up and we look around and we wonder how will we make it through these broken hard times, we look to Jesus, look to God, look to the cross. You know, there are going to be some times, say sometimes, when we need to go to a medical professional. And I want to stress that, and I'm so glad that so many more African Americans are starting to go talk to a counselor. But more of us need to go, amen? We need to be taking our whole family to get counseling. There will be times when we need to go to God and we need to go sit on somebody's couch. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Y'all like, I don't know about that, Pastor Kelly. <laughs> But remember I said, we got to talk about these things. We got to express these things. You cannot go back to the people who hurt you and try to resolve your pain. They hurt you. They broke you. They can't fix you. Who can fix you? Jesus. And sometimes a good therapist. <laughs> So in this sermon series about Triggered, and today our focus was understanding that the world is a bad place, but God is with us, amen? And next week, you know, when we begin to dive deeper into this message, and we're going to be talking more and more about our triggers and anxieties with, with Pastor Mike, and he's going to talk about when we are weak, who is what? God is strong. So we can just begin to calm ourselves. Tell your neighbors, get calm. Get calm. One, ex one quick exercise I want to do with you all before we leave, because some therapists do this with their patients. They ask them, how do you feel? How do you feel right now? How do you feel? Give me a feeling. See, y'all say okay. Do y'all remember the feelings chart? <laughs> Is okay on the feelings chart? What, how do you feel? You feel tired, relieved, relaxed, comfortable, peace, those anxious, hallelujah. Thank you for that honest confession. <laughs> so we acknowledge how do we feel? What do we see? Look around you. What do you see? 
people. What else? What do y'all see? The church. Y'all like, this is really not a hard exercise, y'all. <laughs> you see what? Pews. The floor, wood, the ceiling, the lights, the stained glass windows, right? Oh, you see the cross. <laughs> what do you see, right? What do you smell? What do you smell? A little fresh air. <laughs> I guess it depends on who you sit next to, huh? <laughs> Some of y'all smell cologne. <laughs> so I see you going like, is it me? <laughs> what are you thinking right now? What are you thinking? Huh? You thinking about church, faith? You thinking about the Lord? Say it again. Triggers. <laughs> you still like, I, I'm still back there, Pastor Kelly. <laughs> Centering yourself in calmness. Right now, this is where we are. I always tell my grandchildren, they always worried about what we're going to do next. We at the park. Grandma, what are we doing next? We can't enjoy being at the park because you're worried about what's next. Just be present right now, right here, and feel God. You know, be still right now and know that I am with you. Be still right here in this one moment. I don't know what's going to happen when we leave the sanctuary. I don't know what happened before you got here today. But I know right here in this moment, God is with us. Let's pray. Gracious and holy God, we feel your presence. We know that you are with us, Holy Spirit, and we say thank you. We thank you for bringing us through some awfully hard situations in our lives, Lord Jesus. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you can help us to heal. Help us to let go of the traumas of our past lives and to hold on to the hope of the future that we have in you, Lord Jesus. We are safe with you, Lord Jesus. We can feel your calm, Lord Jesus, in the midst of the chaos. Help us to always see your cross. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our God and for loving us. And we give you all the glory and honor and praise. Do your name. It's in the mighty and lovely, lovely, holy name of Jesus Christ that we pray. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Friends and family, we're going to all rise and we're going to begin getting ready for communion. And we're going to sing This I Believe with our praise team. I believe in the resurrection. 
Saints, let us recite what we believe in our Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Almighty. Let's start again. I believe in God the Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father Almighty. From thence, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. For those of you that are joining us online, please take this moment to make sure you have your uh, communion elements. And if anyone did not receive them, if you could raise your hand and the ushers will make sure you have your communion elements. Oh, let us take a moment. The Bible teaches us not to receive the Holy Communion meal without uh, taking a moment to examine our hearts and confessing our sins. We said together, we're all sinners, right, in need of a Savior. And so let us confess our, our brokenness. Amen. Hear what Jesus Christ promises. Happy are those who hunger and thirst for what is right. They shall be satisfied. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. The one who comes to me will never be hungry. The one who believes in me will never thirst. This is also the word of the Lord. All those whom I love, I correct and discipline. Therefore, shake off your complacency and repent. See, I stand knocking at the door. If anyone listens to my voice and opens the door, I will go in and dine. Lift up your hearts. Holy God, we praise you for your son Jesus, who, was, who shared our weakness and was tempted in every way as we are who obeyed you by suffering and dying for us. You have raised him to rule the world and have given Jesus a name above every name, Lord and Christ. We praise him and we glorify you, great God, our creator. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We, had it, we have it on good report that Jesus Christ, our Father, took the bread, and on the night of his arrest, he broke it, saying, This is my body, which is broken for you. Whenever you eat of this, do so in remembrance of me. In the same way, <laughs> he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he said, This is the new covenant, seal in my blood. Whenever you drink of it, do so in remembrance of me. Praise God. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. Let us join in our prayer of thanksgiving. Bountiful God, we give you thanks that you have refreshed us at your table by granting us the presence of Christ. Strengthen our faith, increase our love for one another, and send us forth into the world in courage and peace, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us all rise as we sing, Thank You, Lord. to see you all back in the house of the Lord. I'm just going to give us some quick announcements. First, we want to say happy birthday. Janet's birthday is on the 8th. Happy birthday, Janet. Hallelujah. Uh, Lori Williams, she's probably out in the fellowship hall. Her birthday is on the 8th. Happy birthday, Lori. And then Anna Saccharoon, that's Gail's granddaughter. A Gail, is uh, Anna back yet? She's coming. She's in D.C. still, right? 
Anna has been spending her summer in Washington, D.C., studying with some of the most powerful people that we see on TV in our government. So we pray for her and help everything continues to go well. She's in law school, so this is part of her experience. And so we celebrate with Anna on the 10th. Saints, if you would make sure to just look at your announcements carefully, you'll get the phone tree and all of those things. But today after church, we're going to have game day Sunday. So all of you that think you the baddest in spades, that you can play a mean game of jacks, that you the best at bingo and uno, you hang around so we can see who's really the best. <laughs> we got some prizes and some refreshments. The men are going golfing on Friday, praise God. Glenn and Marvin can help you. Are, uh, can people still sign up if they want to go? Okay, they can sign up with both Glenn and Marvin. Want to say the Pine Valley campers, here they come. Look at them, y'all. These kids going to camp. <laughs> These kids are going to camp. Is it? So they will be gone this week. They're leaving today around 2 o'clock to go to camp, and we're gonna, I had them come down because I want to make sure we pray for them before they depart. We're gonna, let me finish the announcements, then we'll pray. And so I want to say uh, this week we're all on vacation. We do not have Life Connect classes or any meetings, praise God, except for today's session. I need you all to stay. If you're an elder, if you could stay in the sanctuary for a few minutes, we're going to talk. And then um, Pastor Sylvia is back. Hallelujah. So Sylvia is back. And so that means we can start having our new members classes again. And so Sylvia is going to have a group of new members. They're going to go into the chapel. Uh, did I forget anything? I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh, look in the bulletin. Jasmine has her announcement about the Ghana trip. The special election is coming up. We do have a sign-up sheet in the foyer if you could all sign up to help at the education and health fair. And then you all see my thank you. I, I didn't point this out last week, but you all loved on my sister and I so much for our 50th birthday. We are so grateful, so, so thankful for you all celebrating us. And, and um, you may see Casey today. It's twins uh, weekend, so we are dressed alike. So if you happen to see me on the other side, yes, Ruth. Okay. Oh. Ruth, hold on. Let's get you on the mic. We want to make sure we hear this. <laughs> uh, Lorene Beach and I have been working together for quite a long time in doing our food pantry. We had our inspection on Friday. And I want to tell you that we got great kudos. We were even asked to teach a class on how to run a food pantry. I <laughs> and so I am so very happy and very proud of all of our volunteers. Can't remember your name, but Ed, if I started, I would probably forget some. But we are so very, very thankful for your help. We are very thankful that we can provide this to the community. So keep on giving, keep on blessing us, and we'll keep doing a good job. Praise God. Go ahead, Lorraine. Every month, with the help of our outstanding volunteers, and we can to use more, um, we are able to serve food three to five days to over 110 households. Wow. 
So please right. continue to, to help us and if, uh, ask you to volunteer, don't have. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Lorene and Ruth. They, they lead us in that ministry. They, they have to sometimes get the whip out because I'm sure we trigger them. <laughs> this pantry has to be clean. They did an outstanding job cleaning the pantry and cleaning. They didn't, when the food pantry folks come, you guys, we don't just get to clean the one room where the food is at. Every room that they might see has to be clean. So they might go to the bathroom. They might go into your office. They might go, every room had to be cleaned last weekend. And Lorene and Ruth did a fabulous job leading the team so that the building is clean, praise God. So thank you, Ruth, for the job you did. And thank you, Lorene, for the job you have done. We do want to say welcome, Glenn's grandchildren are here. Glenn. <laughs> go ahead, talk to the mic, Glenn. I'm Dylan. Lauren. And they are from Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> These are uh, Shannon and Glenn's uh, daughter, Kimberly. Yes. They, and her husband, they live in Alabama, so they are up visiting with their other grandparents this week. So we welcome you here. We welcome all of our guests. We are so glad that you all are here. And I think that's all the announcements. I'm waiting. <laughs> Mary. Yes. So we really do need, Mary's reminding me, I think I, I tried to say it, but I, I must not have said it clear enough. So we need your help. Then August 19th is going to be a big event, Outdoor Community Day, giving out school supplies, hot dogs, uh, food. Uh, we're going to have other vendors. The museums have agreed to be here. Schools have agreed to be here. Health vendors have agreed to be here. So we need your help. Sign up, help Mary in the kitchen, help with the setup of tables and chairs. Just be here to help. We need security. We need everything, y'all. So please, it's a sign-up sheet out there. Sign up. Or let Mary know directly. All right. Let's all rise to receive the benediction. Oh, and we're going to pray for the young people. Come on, Pine Valley campers. Come on up front. We're going to anoint you guys. And pray y'all have a blessed week. Now we send y'all to camp. You represent New Life at Calvary. New Life at Calvary. That's who you represent. Don't go out there clowning. <laughs> Don't be, they be looking at y'all like, where y'all come from? When y'all get there, they're gonna say, this is the best church ever that came to this Pine Valley camp because of y'all campers, right? Right? I hope. Oh, I hope. <laughs> He said, I hope. <laughs> yes, he's telling the truth, right? <laughs> and we pray that these parents and grandparents get a break this week. Amen. <laughs> all right, saints, if you all could raise a hand toward the campers. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, Lord, for each one of these campers that are here right now and those that are still yet on their way. We thank you for the experience of Pine Valley Camp and the campers being able to enjoy the outside, horseback riding, swimming. But most importantly, Lord, we know, Lord, they're going to hear about you, Holy Spirit. And we pray, Lord, that you would enter their hearts and their minds, that you would become Lord of their lives. We thank you, Lord, and pray for safe travel mercy 
for them and we pray holy spirit that their families would be at peace and have rest while their children are away we thank you again lord for this service and as we prepare to depart from this place holy spirit but never from your sight we pray that you would increase our love our joy our peace our patience our kindness our good goodness our gentleness our faithfulness and our self-control we want to be healed by you holy spirit and we thank you and we honor you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Turn to a neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came to church today. Have a great time at camp. <laughs>